That's Phil. At home, turn us up. In your car, turn us on. At work, tell others about Talking with Ms. T, the talk show that's giving you trending topics, noted news, interesting interviews, community updates, and so much more. It continues right now. Ms. T. She'll do the talking. All you got to do is be a good listener. Here's a mellow hello to you from me. You're tuned in to Talking with T. This is Tanisha Baker, and I am happy once again to bring you a new edition of the show you shouldn't be missing. We keep it real and true while we do what we do. Hold tight and sit back, because Talking with T is where it's at. The best in trending news, hot topics, and more are always in store. It's February 27th, and if today is your birthday, you share it with your birthday mates, R&B singer Bobby Valentino, Rosanda Thomas, better known as Chili, from popular hip-hop trio TLC, actress Elizabeth Taylor, who passed away in 2011, and famous African-American opera singer Marian Anderson, who lived to be 96 years old. On this date in history in 1988, Debbie Thomas becomes the first African-American to win a medal at the Winter Olympic Games. Also on this date in 1872, Charlotte E. Ray graduates from Howard Law School and becomes the first African-American woman lawyer in the United States. Today on the national calendar, is recognized as National Kahlua Day. For those that don't know, Kahlua is a creamy rich alcoholic liqueur that has like a coffee flavor with a rum base. Some people add it to ice cream, coffee, hot chocolate, or other desserts. It is also National Polar Bear Day, National Strawberry Day, and National No-Brainer Day. Tomorrow is known as Fat Tuesday. It is the day before Ash Wednesday. It is also known as Mardi Gras Day. One might argue that it is the number one turn-up day of the year. As this is the last Monday of February, I want to remind you of our theme, Finding Your Freedom. Release yourself from those things that keep you restricted and conflicted. Free yourself from anything or anyone that presents a barrier to your progress or success. Feel free to be you. Love yourself and love your journey. Find your peace and find your freedom. This week's happy highlights start with 13-year-old aspiring astronaut Taylor Richardson, who raised $17,000 through GoFundMe to pay for 800 people to see the blockbuster film Hidden Figures which highlights the contributions of black women to the space program. Taylor hoped the movie would inspire people to know they could do anything. I would say at 13, this young lady already gets it. But even at the age of nine, Taylor started a book drive after meeting a young boy at a hospital that did not have easy access to books. Her book drive is called Taylor takes flight with a book. To date, she has collected and donated over 5,000 books to over 300 children. She is definitely one of my top teens. 
congratulations are in order to Rihanna for being named Harvard University's 2017 Humanitarian of the Year. Rihanna has built a state-of-the-art center for oncology and nuclear medicine to diagnose and treat breast cancer. She also created the Clara Lionel Foundation in honor of her grandparents to improve health, education, arts, and culture around the world. The charity offers scholarships to students attending college in the U.S. from Caribbean countries. So, as quiet as it's kept, Rihanna is using her fame and fortune to give back and contribute to health and education. Let's turn our attention to this week's tip from Tarika. Hello. This week's tip is the apple don't fall far from the tree. I always talk about how much of a crybaby or a whiner my boys are. And I can hear myself telling my mama, oh, he whine all the time. Oh, he cry all the time. And the first thing she says is, they get it from you. That's all you've ever done was be a crybaby. The apple don't fall far from the tree. Trust me, they get it from you. So I had to sit back and think. She might have a point. She might have a point. Now, there are a lot of things that we do that we don't see in our kids quickly. Sometimes people have to remind us that, oh, honey, that's all you you do the same thing. Or when kids see their parents or uh, a friend or whoever doing something and they just start doing it and we don't notice it right off, but then we start looking and if we think back or look in the mirror, it may be us. So that means if you have a kid who is uh, real needy, I'm sure that just didn't happen. Somebody else is needy, either the mom or the daddy, somebody they see is the exact same way. Whiny or even on the good side, someone may be driven. If they see that they're parent is driven or that's just what they've always seen is a hard worker. So the apple don't fall far from the tree. It can go either way. It could be on the not so positive side and it could be on the positive side. So I think just being aware and just noticing before we do jump on our kids and say, oh, you look a mess today or what do you have on? Then sometimes we have to see where they get that from. Guarantee you, you won't have to look far because the apples don't fall far from the tree. And this is the tip of the week, and I've been talking with T. Keep it where it's at. I'll be right back. You're listening to Talking with T.
to you, we're gonna make it hot, girl Yes, you know, if you want, I can make it rain Switching up and down like I'm in a six train And I make the same name of heaven, so No need, no first I will be cool and rise I put a lot of vibe like you, baby, me Tonight, we're gonna get a little track You know I like it like that You know like I say it all night long, Some some real life hold men out there playing, especially that Brittany Griner. 
Sarah Jackson Did you say hold me and Pam. Yeah, hold me. <laughs> not not half. <laughs> well, she said, of course, they're in a sport where they are encouraged to behave and act and be aggressive and all of that as men. So I guess it tends to attract um, maybe gay women. Obviously, if she's saying that 98% of them are gay, but and the ones that aren't are just don't fit in. Well, although Trump supporters were gun-ho to repeal Obamacare or the American Care Act, in which we know that is the same thing, they are still twiddling their thumbs and scratching their heads with a way to replace it. Meanwhile, younger immigrants are worried that the Department of Homeland Security could use their health care enrollment information to detain and or deport them. Now, I also read that an undocumented immigrant with a brain tumor was removed from a hospital in Texas and returned to a detention center. And her family says that every day that is lost without treatment lessens her chance of surviving and being with her kids or seeing her mother again. So it seems like there's a pause or a standstill as far as what we're going to do about health care. And all those people wanted to repeal Obamacare. You know, it was a handout. It was driving the cost of uh, insurance premiums up for some. And, of course, there were some physicians that didn't want it accepted and whatnot. And I, and I admit there were a few kinks to work out, but I say work out the kinks. Don't just dismantle it altogether because right now, you know, I don't think they know what to do. Right. And there's so many people who are dependent upon it, and it's really crucial at this particular point in time. Right, right. Well, since we're on Jay's favorite subject of Donald Trump, there is (laughs) never an end to news around his presidency, his policies, and his shenanigans. Now, the Chicago police say that despite Trump's criticism of their homicide rate, the city's police department has asked, you know, multiple times for federal assistance. And they said that their requests have gone unanswered. They've asked the White House and the Justice Department to support them, including increasing federal gun prosecution and also more funding for mentoring and job training. But they haven't received any assistance or actually even any response to their request. And I would hope that maybe they asking on Saturdays, and we already know what Donald Trump does on Saturday night. Um, and then the other time he's on vacation, and I believe he's been the president for, what, a little over a month, if that, mm-hmm. right at a month, and he's been on vacation three times. I'm just thinking this might not be the job for him. But if you are going to publicly criticize Chicago, and of course, we've done several stories week after week about the violence, and it's horrific. I mean, it's truly out of control, and I can understand that they're in desperate need of assistance, but so he's criticizing them, saying they need help. They're asking for help, yet he doesn't respond. He had all the answers in the beginning, and now that it's time to make good, where is he? Maybe he need to call Steve Harvey back. Isn't that why he could? <laughs> well, I was just about to say, you know, the great orange one, the first Cheeto, 45, whatever you want to call him, 
is too busy being on vacation. He doesn't he doesn't care about the welfare of the country. You know, as long as he can chill in what is that? Uh, what is that? Mar-a-Lago or whatever it's mm-hmm. called. You know, yeah. Using up taxpayer money to go do whatever the heck. He, he is in the cut somewhere chilling. Yeah, right. He has time and to do all that. He needs to, he has to keep his Twitter account active. <laughs> right. Well, I think last week we talked about, I don't know, 10.5 million. That number sounds right in my head. Somewhere around that, that they have to spend on security. Well, that's money that could go into these job training and mentoring programs and things like that, that cities are needing. Yet they have to spend it protecting him because he can't keep his behind at the White House. I'm sorry. I'm going to – did I go off script? Let me jump back. Let me jump back. I got another story. I got another story. There's a 78-year-old doctor, 78-year-old doctor. I had to say that right and look at it again, make sure I had my numbers right. Yes, a 78-year-old doctor who has pled guilty in federal court to distributing prescription drugs to drug dealers and addicts for cash. Dr. Alan Summers cooperated with two other physicians who reportedly sold close to $5 million worth of controlled substances. There are a couple of things. First of all, at 78 years old, you should be able to retire if you're a doctor. So I don't know if he had poor money management or what was going on, but evidently he's in cahoots with these other two doctors, and they are – now, how do you – they say they're selling drugs to the drug dealers and the addicts were cash. I mean, this whole story just sounds a little on the crazy side. Yeah, it's real mm. crazy. Because mm. at that age, you need to be home somewhere chilling. No wonder he got caught. You know, he can't, he, can't, he probably couldn't keep this story together. Yeah. He couldn't remember what he said. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let me stop and offer congratulations to New Editions, Ronnie DeVoe and his wife, Shamari, as they are expecting their first child. So congratulations to them. I did not know and Ronnie was 50 years old, though. He's how fifty. He turned fifty, you know, not too long ago. And I started. Oh, he's just not having well, his first baby. Yes, and I, you know, and I've never heard about him having no other ones either. Well, I'm not gonna say that somebody gonna come out the woodworks now. But Ronnie, you remember I met you back in 1991. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he, he just he looks good for fifty. I, I he thinking, does. He really does. I said, well, he might be fifty since we pushing on, you know, forty. You know? Huh? Did she just try to, like, <laughs> call out our age in front of God and everybody? I don't really know what she's talking about. Let me just say this. To have a baby at 50, I just couldn't imagine. I'm struggling at this young age that I am, regardless of what Pam says. And so I just, it's like you to parent and the grandparent all rolled into one. When the baby's 21, he'll be 71. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's going to have to stay on tour for forever. He's going to be like uh, Uncle Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to never be able to get off a tour. No, no. <laughs> um, I don't know if you all remember this story. I don't think we talked about it on the show, but last August, 
T-Pain's niece was stabbed to death at a Walgreens in Tallahassee, Florida, where she worked. Y'all remember that? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, this past Tuesday, the prime suspect uh, suspiciously was found dead in some Tallahassee wood. So they had never really formally, I guess, had a case strong enough to put him in jail. But they don't have to worry about that now because, like I said, he turned up dead in the woods. So I'd say that some side justice took a, uh, may have taken place there. I bet they won't investigate it either, what you did. Oh, uh, yeah. I, it'll, it'll die down quietly. <laughs> well, uh, similar to the horrific scene in Nice when a man plowed his truck into a crowd killing 86 people, a man in New Orleans is now in custody for driving his vehicle into a Mardi Gras crowd Saturday, causing several serious injuries to over two dozen people. Now, this was not a terror attack, actually, but this one was due to drunk driving. And it's reported that the man was highly intoxicated, obviously. And luckily, no one has died, at least as of yet. But as bad as this was, I guess it could have been worse. And I just wanted to share this story because drunk driving takes too many lives. And I also read in a story that when they stopped him, after he's done running to a crowd of people, like he didn't even know what was going on. He didn't even realize what he had done. Speaking of Mardi Gras, I talked a little bit earlier, you know, tomorrow is Fat Tuesday and officially Mardi Gras Day. And I read just a little trivia that has nothing to do with anything, but I thought it was interesting that store owners and people who have shops and restaurants and whatnot in New Orleans during Mardi Gras put Vaseline on poles and awnings and their buildings so that people can't climb them. And I thought, is that that big of an issue? But evidently it is, uh, where people tend to want to climb things during Mardi Gras. I don't know. So well, drunk driving, yeah. drunk climbing, I, I'm not, you know. But anyway, go ahead, Jay. The, the, <laughs> last, time I, the last time I went to Mardi Gras, uh, a few years ago it was, it was a little while, but I don't remember people climbing on things. But They couldn't, didn't I? Told you they had Vaseline on the stuff, so they couldn't climb it. No, I, I'm, I'm talking about when I went several years ago. So I, I'm trying to figure out, you know, why we just now using a perfectly good jars of Vaseline when I'm pretty sure there are people who need to moisturize their skin in the city somewhere. <laughs> Well, I don't know if they just started or if it's in the past, but you're right. Some of those, especially in New Orleans, I'm sure some of those jars of Vaseline could have gone to better use. And since we're chuckling, let's move on to the Crazy Chronicles. And there's an artist in L.A. that goes by the name of Plastic Jesus. Don't ask because I don't know. But he created a sculpture with the likeness of Kanye West, but it resembles Jesus being crucified on the cross. So this Kanye West crucifix, so to speak, is gold. You can check it out on my website if you haven't seen it on social media because it is trending. But you can see it on www.talkingwitht.com. So essentially you have a Kanye West life-size crucifix statue which is in Hollywood, a block from the Dolby Theater, and that's where the Oscars were, by the way. Congratulations, Viola Davis. Let me just throw that in there. But anyway, the artist said that Kanye 
is a genius at writing and producing, but he's not a god. I agree. But that is where people put him until there's an issue in his life or a hiccup in his career, and then we crucify him. So I guess he's using some artistic insight or whatever to make a statement about Kanye West. I'm not sure everybody catches it, uh, what he's trying to say. It just looks ridiculous and crazy to us. And then reportedly, this isn't the first controversial statue created by the Plastic Jesus. You know what? It almost sounds sacrilegious to say that. I'm going to have to call him PJ or something. But anyway, last year, (laughs) he collaborated on the naked Donald Trump statues that appeared all over the country. So I guess, you know, that's his thing, controversy. And then uh, one more thing before we go. The black BMW, and I'm I'm hoping Pam is somewhere, you know, where she can keep herself together while I say this. But the black BMW that Tupac was shot in is being sold for $1.5 million. So the car says a little... Okay, go ahead. (laughs) And I know, Pam, I can't remember if you thought Tupac was still alive or not. But regardless, the car he was shot in... It's being sold for $1.5 million. Still got the bullet holes in it. And as most of us believe, Tupac passed away in Las Vegas on September 13th in 1996. That is, I, see, I, see, I was going to let my, you know, let my boy flip my taxes, but I'm just going to save that and try to get that car. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> you wrong for that. You right. In fact, you so wrong for that that that's it for this bit. And I'm just gonna wait and see what the two of you have to say next week. And I can't wait to tell it. And you know I'm going to say it. As you may know, I also manage the connection platform of the Village of Knox. The Village of Knoxville is a unifying concept designed to promote the valuable integration of love and leadership all gathering exuberantly. The mission of the village is to organize opportunities that educate, encourage, and empower the community. Villagers commit to being a positive presence in their community. For more information, visit www.thevillageofnots.com. I am excited to share that tickets are now on sale for the award-winning production Ferguson. For the award-winning production of Ferguson the Musical, which will be making a tour stop in Knoxville, Tennessee for one night only. The play will be at the Austinese Magnet High School's Performing Arts Auditorium, which will be the first time that a play of this magnitude has ever been presented in the heart of our inner city. Ferguson the Musical is based off the film 12 Angry Men and is intended to engage the community through a powerful production that introduces the varying perspectives of African-American males through the lens of 12 jurors as they deliberate over a trial centered around the shooting of an unarmed black male at the hands of law enforcement. There will be an open mic dialogue 
at the end of the show. Visit www.thevillageofknox.com for more information. Tickets can be purchased on Eventbrite or at the Bet Cultural Exchange Center. We discuss many topics on Talking With T, and if you would like to share your thoughts and opinions, call 865-409-1170. Again, that's 865-409-1170. We would love to hear from you. We still want to celebrate T's top teens and hometown heroes. So if you'd like to make a nomination, visit www.talkingwitht.com. I also want to continue to spotlight local or rising artists. Well, once again, we've come to the end. But stay engaged by visiting www.talkingwitht.com and following the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Remember that you can listen to Talking With T anytime on Blueberry, SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, or Google Music, and new shows will continue to drop each Monday. In the meantime, and in between time, subscribe to Talking With T Daily, the online daily newspaper to get your scoop of trending news and find out what we're talking about. On that note, I'll end with a quote. There is no passion to be found in settling for a life that is less than the one you are capable of living. Nelson Mandela Remember where you heard the word, keep the peace until next week. You've been listening to Talking with Tate.